0: Here are your hosts, Chase Palm And broadcast school has really paid off. I and Neil McCrady. I deserve to be on team. Welcome to this edition
2: of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Farm Neil McCrady. He is in the Clark Fork studio. I am somewhere in Omaha, Nebraska, Ole Miss, trying to clinch a spot in the national title series tonight against the Arkansas Razorbacks. A rematch with Arkansas for Monday. That's six o'clock tonight. John Gaddis on the mound for Ole Miss. Arkansas, as of eight twenty-four this morning, has not announced a starting pitcher, so we'll talk about that. The other semifinal, the Texas A&M Aggies, have come back. They've won a couple in a row. They've got to beat the Oklahoma Sooners twice. That starts today at one o'clock for the Aggies and the Sooners. So three of four teams left. SEC teams and the other a future SEC team as we uh, have do have a Final Four here in Omaha. So a lot of baseball on the show today. show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. You know, lunch specials, five sixty two sides, bread, 32-ounce drink, the Exxon mobile app. Download it, use it, save you some cash in a number of different ways, including some bonus points just when you sign up. It opens it up. You take a picture of the QR code right there at the pump, 1,000 points, 10 bucks, the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. You get meals in the Clark Ford studio.
3: I am Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662 257 1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, but I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662 257 1900 guest. Join us throughout the week. Uh, we'll have an MPW Digital post game show tonight. It's brought to you by the College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. They've got uh, two locations in Jackson, but the website is rolling in the event that uh, Ole Miss uh, wins a national championship Sunday or Monday. We'll have a post-game show immediately following that game like we do every other game, but you'll be able to go to that site and uh, hit College World Series on the, uh, in the search at the collegecornerstore.com site. You'll be able to order your Ole Miss branded gear Immediately following that game, so be on the lookout for that. But we'll have that show tonight, and Jeffrey Wright will join. Brian Rippey will join. Chase will join once he gets to a stopping spot, as well from um, Charles Schwab Stadium or field or whatever it's called. And um, the Chuck
2: Neil, the Chuck.
3: I refuse to say it. Um, <laughs> they, I just won't do it. They, they will join. Um, oh, well on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. A uh, great place to get out of the heat. Go uh, have a burger, a po' boy, some appetizers, great beer selection, full bar, and more. All of that at Rafters on the Square. There's also Rafters in New Albany. And then don't forget about Rafters on the Water at Sardis.
2: This is the point of the week where I feel like i am finally like, settled in. Like you're, you're here so long I, 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 at this moment as it's uh, it, it, it's Wednesday and. Wednesday right yeah it Wednesday at eight twenty-seven. where you have no idea of the days of the week but there is there is a semblance of thought of hey you're just here for a while chill out it is your home you might owe some state income tax in Nebraska before you're done but it's uh it's gonna be all right I, I I'm not a good traveler but I do feel like I woke up this morning it's kind of like okay all right like we're just good now we're here settle in and you know it could be through uh through Monday night so who knows
3: yeah you could be there for several more days and I think that's the, the likely outcome. I, I was just on a show in Alabama with Mike Grace and J.J. Jackson, two guys that I like a lot. And, you know, I, I said that I guess we can start here. You know my theory about championship teams and, and Achilles heels, that they're like obstacles on a track, and you, you're not allowed to go around them. You either hit the wall, and can't get over it, and that's the end of your run, or you figure out a way to climb over it, whether it's a jump or it's... I don't know, back in the day, you probably don't remember, they had this this show called The Superstars, and it was like NFL players and NBA players, they probably would never allow their guys to do it now because they're worth too much, but they would run an obstacle course, and one of the things on the course was climbing a wall. You had to climb the wall and get over the wall, and you'd fall on a pad, and then you'd finish running and whatever. Ole Miss is hit that spot in the course where there's the wall. Arkansas hit it on Monday night and could not get over it. And instead what Arkansas did was they turned around and ran back and now they got ahead of steam. And so they're, they're still on the course, but they haven't climbed the wall yet. Uh, Ole Mrs. Has run a very clean race to this point, but they've hit the wall and Ole Miss's Achilles heel has been the third starter. And, They've hit the point in the race where they have to grab the rope and climb over the wall, or you hit the wall real hard and you run back and get ahead of steam and try to do it again. And people say, well, but it's for Ole Miss, it's not, it's not really an obstacle right now. It can get you in two different ways, right? If you don't win tonight because you don't have an established starter, yeah, sure, maybe Dylan DeLucia takes the ball tomorrow night and wins the game. But then you don't have Dylan for the Saturday game, certainly. Realistically, you don't have him for the Sunday game. He's not going to pitch on two days rest if he goes like seven innings on on Thursday night. Maybe you have him for Monday, but even then you've got to get somebody else has to win one of those two games to get you to Monday. You got Hunter Elliott, but Hunter can't go Saturday and Sunday. He's going to go one or the other. So somebody's got to, at some point, my theory holds true. At some point, you have to get over that wall.
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't want to get away from that topic, but it, it's on that topic. I think, and you know, look, I mean, there's other ways to do it. I mean, this isn't one of those, hey, gotcha if I'm wrong. But I think Ole Miss Windsor loses the national championship tonight, personally. Because if you right. win the game, you're set up, Delusia, Elliott, in complete rest and you're good to go, and you go try to win a series. And if you lose it, great, but you can't. I mean, there, at that point, there's no woulda, coulda, shoulda. It's per, it's set up perfectly for you. Yes, yes, Whereas, as you said, if you lose, and then tomorrow Mike's going, okay, a lot like Dave Van Horn's dealing with, with Connor Nolan right now. Do you start him? Do you try to get somebody to relieve him? Do you do what? You know, he had to start Taylor Broadway in Game 3 in Tucson last year. It starts spinning like a top in all these different directions, and you are definitely behind the eight ball in a championship series, even if you advance. So to me, if we're talking about winning the national championship, tonight is the most critical game there could be for Ole Miss because it absolutely puts you in the perfect scenario or it has you really scrambling where you have to either get that monumental performance from another pitcher or you've got to just out hit the hell out of somebody at some point and win a game or two. It requires the hero effort. Whereas if you win tonight, it doesn't require the hero effort. It requires you just to play really solid baseball with your normal rotation and beat another team two out of three, either Texas A&M or Oklahoma, won a very, very hot two seed that should have hosted, but still not unbeatable. Or an A&M team that you've seen before, and you you know, you know took one of three, try to find a way to get one more of those when you're playing a lot better baseball. So, no, I mean, t- t- tonight, the, the stakes, given the totality of the conversation, it has the highest, highest stakes possible. I mean, i going with John Yaddis tonight. And, you know, look, Mike, he I, – I've, I I've mentioned this multiple times. We spent time on the show. We spent time over in the week. He is so loose right now. He is confident. He's just letting his guys play. We mentioned on the game show after they beat Arkansas that he said in the press conference he's canceled some meetings. He's had fewer things. He's just almost getting out of their way at this point and saying, hey, y'all, have a good time. We'll see you. There's no reason to overthink this, overdo anything else. There is a weight off his shoulders. And you see that even with throwing John Gattis here. There's two ways to look at it. But it would have been really easy for Mike to throw Derek Diamond tonight and go, we've always got tomorrow. It takes pressure off Derek. Just let's let's stick with it. Let's hope we can get four or five out of him and let's go from there. He's playing stats a little bit. Arkansas is worse against left-handers. We talked about that prior to Hunter Elliott on Monday. So that is a portion of it. But at the same time, I also think he's going no look. This is the direction that gives us the best chance, even in a vacuum, of which pitcher outside of the numbers he trusts. Gaddis, he's going with that guy. He's going to see what happens, and then you figure out what to do tomorrow. And I do think he has a kind of a delusia diamond starter decision tomorrow. Should it uh, should it come to that potentially, I guess Washburn would be an option as well. But I think even in going to Gaddis today, there is some in-season growth that you're seeing there for Mike. He's trying to get over that Achilles' heel, as you're talking about, and you know he's. He's going to a guy who's not going to walk many people. I mean, I think that's the profile for tonight. He's throwing John Gaddis, knowing he gets the left-hander who Arkansas struggled with. And he also gets a guy who's only walked 16 hitters in 43 innings. So, hey, he's not going to give a lot of free passes. He's going to throw the ball in the strike zone. He's doing it from the left side. Sure, he can get it elevated at times, but you're playing in this stupid ballpark where they don't hit the ball down the lines. It's not getting out of here. There's so many different levels here to where Gaddis makes sense and you just go, hey, here's the situation. Let me pick the best option, not, hey, let's just stick with what we're doing and try to beat the freaking square peg into the round hole, which Mike's been guilty of at times. There is certainly a shift right now in this College World Series from what he's doing.
3: Yeah, it's it makes all the sense in the world. It's kind of like what Van Horn did the other night. made sense. It didn't work, but it made sense, and I understood it. I understood the thought process behind it. I'll tell you this, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. If I'm Van Horn, I do not start Connor Nolan tonight. No, I, I I don't. I start Hagen Smith. I think I think that's the freshman, the,
2: the left hand. Hagen Smith. He's been a starter and a closer at times this year,
3: but he hasn't thrown a pitch in in um, Omaha yet, mm-hmm. and uh, so he's super fresh. So he he threw one
2: point one and one point zero back to back days against South Carolina and Chapel Hill last yeah, time so he's he thrown. So
3: he hasn't thrown in. Over a week, week can have Over half. a week, yeah. So I was trying to do the math on days, 10 days. So he's fresh. I mean, if he can't handle it, you lose. Right? I mean, if you're them. And uh, if he can handle it, you've got a pretty fresh pin because they've played nothing but blowouts. They blew out Stanford. They got blown out by Ole Miss. They blew out Auburn. So you've, you've still got arms, I'm not sure how effective those arms are. It's one of the curious things with, with Arkansas. And you and I talked about this before, but people weren't listening to our call. On paper, you look at it with Arkansas and you're like, well, what makes sense is you go to Hagan Smith, and then you have a, a super fresh Brady Tiger who hasn't thrown a pitch in, in Omaha either, and there's your path to getting to Thursday when you could give the ball to Nolan, who conceivably would start on, on at that point, four days rest. But I'm starting to wonder if Tigert is available.
2: That's the scuttlebutt going around here. Now, that's not from Van Horn or that's not from anybody else, but just sort of media having lots of time, time together here in this press box and around the, the stadium. There's a lot of talk about that Tiger has hit kind of that, that freshman wall, if you will, when you get toward the end of the season. And it's not just total innings. It's the high-stress innings that you see throughout a college season that he's never seen before and in high school. It's just a different animal all the way around. So, no, look, Arkansas's bullpen has been, frankly, pretty damn bad uh, the last few weeks. It has not been good. They are scrambling on who to throw. And I'm right there with you. I think that from Arkansas' standpoint, and Van Horn knows this. If you get to the semifinals, it doesn't freaking matter if you lose on Wednesday or Thursday if you don't win right. both those games. Your goal is to win – again, your goal is to win the regional. Ole Miss and Arkansas were in the finals of the regional. Ole Miss is the winner's bracket champion, and Arkansas has to beat them twice to advance to a super regional. That is the situation that it is. Nobody goes, hey, well, you know, if you just won that game – you know, no, 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 no. you got to win both to move on. Yep. Otherwise, it is completely irrelevant. And if you're Arkansas – the path to do that is to find a way today against John Gaddis, because I mean Gaddis is not unhittable. I mean that's a game Arkansas can win. Obviously, you find a way to get through today, and then you put Ole Miss in a tough decision tomorrow. Because you go, hey, do you run, you know, Deluca out there who threw basically forty more pitches than Nolan, a few more high stress pitches than Nolan on, on the on equal number of rests? Do You make might do that, whereas you feel like with Nolan, he's going to be pretty fresh on four days rest. It won't be perfect. It's not normal, but it's much better than on three days rest because here's what you run into today. If he's not sharp or he can't throw the ball across the thing, it could be over before you even get to the bullpen. Ole Miss could throw up a four spot in the first or the second, and then Gaddis throws a bunch of fly balls, and you look up and go, well, that was a wrong decision because Nolan wasn't ready. You look like an idiot, and the Rebels are up six to two in the sixth, and you're done when they hand the ball to Mallets, so and it's over
3: yeah and and I know the argument that people make is well, you don't want to leave a bullet in your in your chamber. I start saying your holster, but the bullet's never actually in the holster. You can tell I'm not like a cowboy. Um, yeah, but you want to fire that bullet at the most opportune time and giving him another twenty four hours of rest, like you said, he had a pretty stress free outing against Stanford. He probably threw three stress innings mm-hmm. and then they blew the game open and after that, it was just, hey, go get outs. And he was basically just throwing fastballs and getting outs. And Stanford waved the white flag because they were trying to think of the, the long game, which was the right call. It didn't work out, but it was the right call. Um so he's yeah, you're you're right. He's he conceivably, and again, I don't know how D- dylan Delusha's arm is or how he pitches on short rest or how he feels on short. I have no idea. You'd have to ask, you would probably know that better than me, and you probably don't necessarily know. But on paper he would be the more rested of those starters on the Thursday night game and if you get to a Thursday night that would be you know which that would be your goal i i i don't throw a pitcher on 3 days rest it, it, because number 1 he's not going to be as sharp number 2 if your bullpen is the issue and it has been the issue he's probably not going to be able to give you more than four five innings and then you're going to have to go to your bullpen anyway. I give him that extra day of rest where he might be able to give you six on Thursday and minimize the whole bullpen thing. And Smith hasn't pitched in a while. He went, I can't remember the exact number today, six and a third maybe against Ole Miss. And he went Pittsburgh. six
2: complete. He went six full and he allowed two runs on seven hits. I think. Yeah. So, you
3: right. know, he's, he's had, uh, he's had some, some success against them. That would be the route that I would take. And if I'm Dave Van Horn and I, I throw Hagan Smith against John Gaddis. And if I don't win, I don't win. You know, I mean, you're in the final four today. I mean, that's, that's the other part that I think people lose track of. This is the final four, four. Yeah. You know, I mean, not everybody's going to, only one of these four teams is going to win a national championship and they're all right now thinking of ways to get there and, you're in the final four. It's not, it's not gonna be a gift. And if at some point you you meet your end. And if 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 you're Arkansas and your end is you can't beat John Gaddis, you head back to Fayetteville as a hey, you went you went to the final four. You're you're one of you're the only team in the country that's won forty-five games in a row for five years. You you got things to hang your hat on, you just don't have a championship.
2: Yeah. this conversation in a second. First about Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com five different flavors for you including their two most recent new ones that is the uh, Simply Shrimp, it's great for kids script great for people with more discerning palate you can doctor it up any way you like also the Garlic Herb Butter which is a uh, could be a complete meal in the bag or you could pair it with Shrimp Scampi with steak put it over rice, vegetables, pasta and more. My favorite is the uh, Signature, kind of a garlic flavor, great all-purpose shrimp there. $20 off your first order with Code MPW, ship straight to your door. Money back guarantee if you don't love it. Ten minutes, freezer to plate with prom shrimp again. That's promshrimp.com.
3: Also brought to you by Hulcom Portable Buildings, seventy nine ninety one, Highway seven South in Hulcom, Mississippi. They custom build your building to your specifications. However, you want your carport, ATV, or storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings. Hulcom Portable Buildings can accommodate you. In house financing is available. There's free delivery and setup within. 75 miles of Holcomb as well. For more information, call 662-226-2233 or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Holcomb Portable Buildings. It's really hot outside. It's a great time to stock up on the no-shows from Dead Soxie, DeadSoxy.com. Best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Enter promo code Rebel Grove at checkout. 25% off your order at uh, deadsoxy.com. If things get a little tense tonight and you try to uh, medicate yourself uh, via liquid, throw a Game Changer patch on first. You'll be glad you did. It's called the warm-up patch. It's used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. In the event that you're celebrating or uh, or stressing tonight, that would help. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Also run Automation and Control Systems, LLC, established in 2013. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation-recognized system integrator. If you're in need of custom HMI and SCADA solutions or large horsepower VFD specialists, ACS has you covered. They can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen-Bradley, Siemens, abb Square d and many other manufacturers. Go to acsllcms.com or call 662- 601-4381. And we're brought to you by Lamman's Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. Been serving the Oxford area for three quarters of a century. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lammons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at lammansfinejewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. All right,
2: guys, so that's brought to you by Community Mortgage, Oxford, right. Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga, underwriting and processing zone in Memphis. You're getting local underwriting and understands your market, leader in condo financing, the float-down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. So, uh, you know, I mentioned John Gaddis a little bit. You hope that he, uh, if you're old Ole Miss fan, you hope he doesn't walk much of anybody. He has not done that this season. Hasn't thrown a ton. He was good against Arizona, I think 2.1 relief innings. And the regional final against the Wildcats, he he uh, he got banged around a touch against AM in the regular season finale uh, weekend. That was the day where he threw at the guy and got suspended four games during the kerfuffle there uh, for uh, for that one. So it's the last time he's been on the mound other than the Arizona game. But that was a that was a weird night. I don't really know what to put against him or not. He's been fine. Um, he hasn't gone more than five innings, but twi- or more than four innings, but twice this season. He did that against uh, UCF. He went seven complete. Was really damn good in Orlando that day. And then uh, he shut out the Knights for seven innings. And then the week after that, he pitched against Oral Roberts and went five innings, two runs. He was a weekend starter to begin the year with Derek Diamond and Drew McDaniel. Funny how things changed, right? Those were uh, those were the uh, the three. So, uh, you
3: know anyway. what's interesting about tonight with you'll we'll get back yeah. to his story in a second. I do want to get your thoughts on this. It's kind of kind from of a strategy standpoint. You know that. If you're Mike, you go in going five innings is absolute cake, right? I mean, it's cake probably with icing on the top. You're probably going to get three and something, maybe four and something. With Mike, it's what's the score at that point? Which relievers do you use? Do you, do you manage one game tonight or do you manage two games tonight? Do you, how, you know, how, how much do you use mallets? thinking, okay, well, we might have to play tomorrow. How much do you use Brandon Johnson thinking we might have to play tomorrow? Or do you not think like that? Do you just go – forgive me here for the term here. If you have children in the room, uh, put the headset in for a second. Do you go balls balls to the wall and just go, hey, we're going for it tonight, and if we don't get it, we'll lick our wounds and figure out a way tomorrow?
2: Yeah, what – I mean, it's an easy answer if you have a lead after five innings.
3: Yes, absolutely. Because at
2: that point, it's hey, no, go get it. You got twelve outs, burn your guns, and and, and go find them.
3: The question would be if you're down, say five to three. Because <sighs> if it's if it's just one run or if it's tie game, you're still saying uh, yeah,
2: all hands on deck, let's roll.
3: But if it's I like, don't
2: think I can burn Mallets and Johnson behind in a baseball game, I, I, I don't think I, I just don't see how you burn. But I, I think. What happens today if you're behind is you you hand the ball to Jack Dory and go, dude, I need you today. you got to give me a couple. you got to give me a couple and keep us in this thing. Let's score a run or two, and then we'll go from there. It, it, it's – I mean, it's what's fascinating about postseason baseball. It's what's yep. so good about postseason baseball yep. is that chess match of, hey, I've only got so many bullets here. When am I firing them? What do I do? Because if I do it today, I can't do it tomorrow. I mean, you're not this – is, this is muskets around here. It takes a minute to reload. So, it's yep. – uh
3: and if you're Van Horn tonight, you, you just have to shoot your guns. And, and I, yeah, you tomorrow
2: might, we'll figure it out. I don't you, know you
3: might we'll wake up tomorrow and go, we have no weapons. We,
2: we're we done. <laughs> I mean. Our goal today is they missed 18 times. That's, that's yeah. the goal today. <laughs> we're, we are going to really hope that. It is a good analogy of you're in a duel and you shoot and miss and go, well, hopefully <laughs> he fires over my head. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
3: but you're right for Mike there's there's some strategy today I mean Van Horn's got the strategy of the starting pitcher thing and if whoever he starts if that doesn't work well he's in trouble I mean you're 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 now you're just scrambling but if you're Mike there's there's some strategy there's some logic there's some thinking ahead because
2: man up heaven for Mike today perfect it's four from Gaddis Two from Doherty, two from Mallets, one from Johnson. Yeah. That's manna from heaven. The game goes perfectly, and you go, Oh God, this tournament is just, I mean, it, it is, it is the.
3: He gets that, and you start to oh. think that somebody, somebody sold their song. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> I said, I mean, that show, Yeah, because at that point, Schlossnagel and Skip Johnson are looking over going, Good God. Like, can yeah. something happen over here to this
3: yeah. point? <laughs> I do, I do get the sense that. Tonight's, they haven't had any adversity in this postseason since. I mean, if you want to call the Miami game adversity, okay.
2: The closest adversity was they were down four to two in the sixth of their regional opener against Arizona.
3: Yeah. That's it, really. And since then, it's just been, hey, this is cake. And you get the sense that tonight's the night that they get some adversity, that tonight's the night that you got to scramble a little and win it. it. Frankly, tonight, if they win this thing super clean, you ought to go ahead and go to collegecornerstore.com college and just order your stuff. I mean, uh, if they win tonight clean, I, I don't see how they don't win it, frankly.
2: If they lose tonight, what do you expect from them tomorrow? Shake it off and show up?
3: Yeah, sure. Sure. I mean, look, if it, if they lose tonight, it's – you, you get up on Thursday and you go play. You're going to play a, a tired team. Arkansas will have played at that point, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They, they, they'll be playing their fourth game in four days, their fifth game in six days. Uh, they don't have a great bullpen. You've seen that. And, you know, if, even if it's Nolan, he's not working on full rest. Um, and your guy's not going to be on full rest. It might come down to a battle of lineups. We talked about this before. I mean, and, and look, Ole Miss has overcome this once already. They had a Derek Diamond start in Coral Gables where Derek was not good. And Arizona hit him hard. And Ole Miss won the game anyway. Because they hit that guy hard. Now, Arkansas's got a little better pitching yeah, situation sure. than, than what Arizona had that that day. Um, well, a lot better, frankly. But yeah, come on. Um, but yeah, look. I don't think you win a national championship and never get stressed. That that typically doesn't happen. I'm sure someone could show me an example where it has happened, but
2: that most- South Carolina team just beat the hell out of everybody. But otherwise, yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty uncommon thing. Frankly, the championship series usually goes three games.
3: Yeah. You know, I mean, even the really good Vanderbilt teams that won titles got mm-hmm. got stressed, had moments. Tennessee got stressed this year and couldn't handle it. We kept waiting for it to happen. It finally happened, and they they, they couldn't handle it. Yeah. So it, it feels State like
2: – it was down to basically their last out last year.
3: Yeah. It feels like that moment of stress has arrived uh, for, for for Ole Miss. Not, it doesn't mean that they can't handle it. I, Frankly, I anticipate that they're going to handle it. I told you I, – I think you and I differ on this. I kind of think Ole Miss wins this series tomorrow night. That's –
2: I'm not even doubting that. I just think that removes their chance, or that moves their chances of winning the championship series down drastically. Yeah, that is my 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 thought there. I'm I'm not saying they can't win tomorrow because here, look, I mean, who knows? I mean, in five minutes, Hagen Smith may be announced the starter and whatever. So I'm not predicting anything, but at the same time, I think Arkansas is throwing Connor Nolan tonight. That was the body language I read from Dave Van Holt. Yeah. I mean, could be wrong again, who knows. It's just
3: say. such a weird decision on his part because if you use Nolan tonight, you're almost certainly going to have to use Smith tonight too. Which makes we're, you so what are you doing Thursday?
2: We're down in the weeds here, but I thought it was interesting that he didn't say I and maybe maybe I'm reading this opposite way as I talk this out. His quote was not I can use Connor on 3-age rest. It was Connor told me he wants the ball on 3-age rest. And I thought, hmm, yeah, he's going to give it to him because he didn't come back and go. I don't know if that's smart, you know. I mean, I know the kid's a competitor and blah 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 blah. He just said Connor wants the ball and look, he threw Kevin Cops' arm off last year. He's not beyond doing a guy on three days rest.
3: He did, and and it almost worked for him last year. You know, if you go back and look at that, when they threw Cops as the starter, and that he was
2: damn good against NC State that day. He gave
3: up one run in nine innings. I mean. (laughs) I mean, so not for
2: much more, can you? I
3: mean, you know, it it, it worked. I mean, it, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm looking kind of around to see if
2: my last, uh, my my, my the final part of my last thought on Gaddis was that it's, I mean, it's not some like crazy adversity story, but it's a pretty neat story. It's a guy that had ulnar relocation surgery. Why was it Texas A and Corpus Christi? They had to basically take the nerve and move it over in his elbow. He was average. He was not completely healthy when he started his junior or senior season or whatever you want to call it at at, uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi for the Islanders, and then got red hot in the middle of the year. The last 52.1 innings of his season at Texas A&M Corpus Christi, he allowed four earned runs the entire time. Uh, It was just phenomenal there. He gets into medical school. He's a very, very bright guy. He uh, defers it to transfer to Ole Miss, and he gave me a quote when I talked to him. I talked to him June 9th of last year that essentially he was deferring medical school because he just had the dream of pitching in the College World Series, and he is starting a a regional or a bracket final game tonight. And in that standpoint, he's yeah. You know, we always talk about the whoop scores and the pulses. His heart rate's going to be a little high, about six oh three uh, as he's as he's taking that mile tonight. That's going to because the Ole Miss is the home team. They will be in the field first. It's going to. He's going to have to settle it for a guy who kind of relies on routine and efficiency and then throwing the ball to the strike zone. He's going to have to manage some emotions tonight because that's going to, be a, it's going to be a crazy environment. There's even more Ole Miss fans in town than there were the other day. The Arkansas fans haven't left. I mean, it's, it's kind of bedlam part two if we get a close game.
3: Yeah, it's, it's a great story on a team that is just full of <laughs> – that, that it's, it's a phenomenal story. Uh, the, the story arc, frankly – Frankly, if he goes out tonight and pitches great and wins a game, Hollywood goes, no, nah, this is, this is not realistic. No, no. This
2: who, who won game three? Well, this guy we picked up this dude from A&M, Corpus Christi, like, yeah, I don't know. Like,
3: He, he deferred medical school because he had a dream about <laughs> pitching in the college world series. And there he is. And No, uh, come on. I mean, Hollywood would be like, someone's got to get hurt or die or something. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no this is no uh, no we're not we're not yeah. doing the g-rated disney movie
2: yeah um, so what happened the game before oh well, you know this good-looking freshman he's the next one like, okay great awesome thanks yeah yeah
3: that, that, and that, before that. that oh yeah the guy just came No. <laughs> so there was never any adversity no like even dora the explorer swiper swipes the stuff sometimes you know i mean uh, they they got to go find it. You know the grumpy old trolls says you, you got to solve my riddle. I mean there's there's stuff there's obstacles in the path that that makes the the story. It'd be it'd be phenomenal. Um, by the way, I just went and looked. I can't I can't find where Van Horn is named a, a starter yet.
2: What do you uh What do you make of this first game today? No A and M is not out of this thing yet.
3: No. 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 Look. If you're looking at this objectively today and going rate the team's chances at a national championship, A&M is not fourth. I think Arkansas is fourth right now to win a national championship. A&M second or third, probably third at this moment because they have a loss. But those cats, man, they just find ways to win games. I mean, they bring their pitcher back on short rest yesterday, and he just shoves it at, at Notre Dame. Just pitches the game of his life. Mm-hmm. They hit. They stress your pitching. They work counts. They're, they do that pace thing that takes forever to play a game that bothers people. It's hot, so you're standing out in the field for forever, baking on an infield or baking. They take an
2: forever, and they make you rush because you're in a hurry to get on with it when they finally get into the box.
3: Yeah. Um, they're, no, they are not dead until they're dead. They, they have that, they kind of play with the different, you've seen it. They kind of play with an edge, a little spirit to them stuff. They, they, they're, they're not going away. I mean, I think Oklahoma gets them, but I won't be surprised if it takes till Thursday for Oklahoma to get them.
2: I Think Oklahoma does win, but yeah, for some reason I kind of have A and M winning today. Uh, that 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 feels that feels right. I don't know um, what it
3: is. I, I think there's two games tomorrow. That's what's that's the the gut feeling that I've got so far. My gut's been pretty good on this deal.
2: Um, I, yeah, I, I completely screwed up one side of the bracket, and then I have the other one actually pretty good. I mean, I think I had I had Ole Miss kind of going win loss loss. I think they I thought they would beat Auburn and then probably go one and two overall. I had I had Stanford coming out of that side. That was a screw up. Um, yeah, but you, I did have Oklahoma coming out of the other side, and so far they they've played well.
3: Yeah, you thought Auburn would would win last night. They just yeah Auburn just ran out. They of
2: also it. were sick. Apparently, they had a bug run through them or having severe severe issues.
3: Yeah, a bunch of guys were having to stay close to the restroom. Yeah, which is I not. A, if it was a
2: bug. I mean, some people thought it might have been some water issue. I don't. I, I don't know. I haven't heard exactly what. What happened? Yeah, I just heard
3: bug of some sort. It's one Mm -hmm. of those deals where it is what it is. Nobody really wants to go inspect it, you know.
2: (laughs) But, I mean, of all times, like, good God, like Oh, and not only that, but in the heat. Yeah.
3: I mean, the last thing when your stomach hurts, the last thing you want to do is go play in the heat.
2: Yeah, that was, that, was a, that was an advantage because Auburn, did, Auburn was pretty listless last night. There was not much fight in the Tigers. In that they way.
3: were, and, and I'm sure Dave Van Horn last night a few times thought to himself, would this kid have done this on Monday if I'd given him a chance?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm, I'm, you, you know that went through his mind.
2: I, I understand what you're saying, and, yes, you can easily make a logical decision on throwing Morris. McIntyre's just been their best guy the last two weeks other than no one, and I hate going away from your best guy just because of some numbers, like right? Just pitch yeah. your dude, especially in college baseball. Just throw your guy.
3: It could end up being a decision that he has to live with all summer. That could – I mean, you know that's rattled through his head a few times in the last 24 hours. Like, ugh. You know what's crazy, though, is if they get to Thursday, at some point you've got to run Morris back out there. Yeah, hey, yeah. forget it go, go, go try to do your thing again. It's that it's why I'm interested with Gaddis, right? Is it is he's pitched some games, but he's never pitched one of these games. And so you just don't know, you don't know how he's going to respond. He might, it might just be awesome. It might just be a parade out there. And on the same time, he might have a Zach Morris moment where you give up an early hit, you are kind of scuffling with your control and they're, they're, they're spitting on your off-speed stuff. And you just can't get out of it. And that's hard. So I, I don't, and you know, it's a, it's a pretty good lineup that Ole Miss, both Ole Miss and Arkansas have pretty hot lineups right now. There's hot hitters kind of throughout the lineups. So it, it's pretty interesting.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about it kind of off the top of my head. I don't know. Gaddis really has not been in, because I mean, by the time he was in Arizona, I mean, Ole Miss was at least starting their hit parade at that point. You knew they were going to get a lot of runs. You needed – that was about to take off. I mean, he is not. I mean, I guess A and M, because of the stakes they thought were at play, but that's totally different than what this is. I mean, this is this neutral environment, this whole deal. I mean, I, I can't really comp- compute. I mean, his toughest environment was probably Fayetteville, and he pitched well. He threw two point one scoreless innings in relief against the Razorbacks there on May first. I think's what day it was. But uh, no, it's 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 a different world for him. Uh, for him today, <sighs> the park will help him if he'll let the park help him. That is, the, that is the goal today if you're John Gaddis. I mean, I saw the stats. I think they showed them on the screen during the Ole Miss game the other night. Since 2011, when this park became the home of the College World Series, there have been five home runs to center field total in this tournament in 12 years or 11 years or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, it, 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 that's no incredible.
3: Kid. The kid for uh, Auburn, the second baseman. He drove in. He had bases loaded. He had a bases loaded double, and he hit the ball to the very deepest part of center field. It went off the wall in the air, but that's as close as I've seen to someone just taking one out.
2: And that ball at Plainsman Park would have been out by thirty-five feet, and no doubt, or oh. that you're just oh, staring yeah. at and go, "Hey,
3: peace." Yeah, well, he would have. Yeah, he would have been able to just pimp it at the plate because there would have been an absolute no doubt on it.
2: But I mean, they get the convention center in the skyline, so they got what they wanted. It's all yeah. good. It's fine. I got uh, that. The convention's it's pretty. It's out there. Everything's on, everything's good. So, all right. Just, it's, this, yeah, hard to ahead. get it.
3: Hard to get it out of there. I mean, the yeah. the big boys can get it out of there. You know, like Elko hit one that no park was holding that, and I guess it was Caden Wallace last night hit one that was the same way. And
2: Elko said he wasn't sure he got it all.
3: Yeah. Well, he did. <laughs>
2: Well, Mike was kind of making fun a little bit because I mean they they, they give shot yay crap even though he's got like nine home runs or whatever and he's like yeah you know Tim hit that and goes I don't know if I got it and he goes four sixteen he goes Peyton hit two he went over five but he had two balls that he got all of it and couldn't get it out of there like it was that was it that's all I got that, that, yeah. it's over so. yeah
3: Peyton had that look on one of those flyouts <laughs> like you know what this is. This is ridiculous. I mean, because <laughs> I mean, he hit it where, it got it feels so heavenly you know, off, off your hands and your back. Well, you don't
2: feel it at all. It just, Pow, yeah. okay. And you're like, okay,
3: I, I'm going to get the it around, And you're like, nope, you're not. Out. So. Balls that were out of Swayze.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah gone. Done. Yeah. So. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and they offer MedSync your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have what you need when you need it with Tyson Drugs and Holly Springs or G&M here in Oxford. 662-236-2222.
3: I'll have a hand raise, guys, to you later in the week. It depends. The, The day depends on what happens tonight, tomorrow, working on a show. Be a good guest. I think you'll enjoy it. It's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. Also brought to you by Pinnacle, Pinnacle home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team. They'll conduct a complimentary, no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. I know a lot of people right now are laser focused on Omaha, but one way or the other, it's going to end on Monday and people are going to get back to their summer plans. If you are thinking about a summer vacation, get in touch with John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Just give him some parameters, give him a budget, let him give you some options. And know this, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, edwards at regencytravel.net. First time clients will save $50 off their first book trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. And we're brought to you by OPA. It's uh, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio and more. 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse in Oxford. I'll have a mailbag up later today at rebelgrove.com. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. And we're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. We tell you all the time about if you're looking for a job, uh, they connect great job opportunities to candidates. They are phenomenal at it. What they also can do is if your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, Service Specialists can help you as well. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You've got nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662 832 5138 or check out their new and improved website, service Ltd.com
2: I guess it's brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery. Johnston Hill Creamery right there off Molly Bar in Oxford. It's on White Oak Lane. I'll tell you about tasting Tuesdays. Every uh, Tuesday between now and the end of August. They're going to celebrate summer and have one house cheese and one house condiment. Come in. You can sample it and give it a try. Come back every week and give them multiple things. A try this past Tuesday, it was their uh, their soft ripened cheese, the lowest. With pepper jelly. So next Tuesday, another one that's eleven to three every Tuesday during June and August. Go to their Instagram page at Johnson Hill Creamery on Instagram to see all different creations as they uh, as they come about, or give them a call again 662-419-9201. I saw that the average score in the College World Series at this point is nine to three. Have not been a ton of close games. It has been a uh, been a lot of blowouts.
3: Yeah, it has. You know the game last night was sort of indicative of it. Carl Ravitch and them are searching for things to talk about. They're having to, you know, use fans in the stands and that's frustrating for the hardcore college baseball fan. I get it, but there, I keep telling people this, they're, they're speaking to a national audience that presumably does not watch a ton of college baseball. And you're hoping for these entertaining, dramatic games with, you know, seasons on the line in the ninth inning, and you're just not getting that. Um, because you've had a handful of games, uh, Arkansas, Stanford, uh, Arkansas, Ole Miss. You've had a handful of games that get away in the middle, and the coaches go, "Okay, white flag, got it. We, we can't burn stuff." And that, I don't think, I think from a from a TV standpoint, that makes makes those games kind of tough.
2: I don't know the answer to it. Um, I understand why they do it. A couple different things here. A I do wish they would use just college now announcers more um, I, because the pro guys like Perez and frankly too, do, they don't know the college game. They're coming in and just parachuting and trying to figure it out. You're getting less sort of appeal. You're getting fewer stories told because they just haven't seen these guys. They don't know them. There's not tendencies to this anymore. Kyle Peterson is fantastic. Uh, Chris Burke has been pretty good uh, when, when he's done the last few weeks. Um, I think Mike Monaco is pretty good, kind of a new play-by-play guy, starting to get a little bit more work. And then Ben McDonald's at least entertaining most of the time. So it's not a complete wash, but I do feel like, especially with Perez, they just got guys coming in that have no idea what is going on for the most part. And it does affect But Yeah, last night, I mean, I think they showed the two brothers eating cotton candy nine times over the course of a a three-and-a-half-minute period. But I don't know what you do in a game, but I think at that moment it was nine to nothing. Uh, it,
3: it, It sort of is what it is. I mean, All you right. can't be like, "Hey, this is a big pitch right here at nine nothing." This hitter, this is important. I mean,
2: I mean, like even- it, well, and, and like you said, it, you have to realize you're getting so many flyover fans of just college athletics, or even these teams. I mean, not not every Oklahoma fan for football is an Oklahoma baseball fan and understands right. Skip Johnson and Kate Horton and and, and, and those guys. Right. So, you know, Suss and I were talking about this during the game on Monday because it was kind of the same deal. We had the TV broadcast up, and they were doing something weird to kill time. And he goes, "You know." We make fun of it because we watch so much college baseball. But they showed Kim Mulkey in the stands for a reason, that she was Kramer Robertson's mother, because the average fan that just turned it on on a Monday had no idea. Like, they found a way to connect because not everybody who's not watching Thursday night SEC baseball every week goes, oh, God, this again. But that's not just a decision to kill five minutes. It was because, hey, look, there's this, and people aren't watching and notice this and whatever. What do you make of this? Uh, Did you see this, this rating number the other night? Did you see this on Sunday? No. So on Sunday night, Oklahoma-Notre Dame was playing, obviously, two high-profile programs, or at least athletic departments would be the more relevant way to put it. It went head-to-head, straight up, with Sunday night baseball. Sunday night baseball was White Sox-Astros on ESPN. Uh, Oklahoma-Notre Dame was on ESPN 2. And Oklahoma and Notre Dame – Crushed Sunday night baseball. It pulled a three a, a one four to a one zero on Sunday night. What do you make of that? Because it's White Sox Astros. It wasn't like two just nobodies that you are not paying attention to.
3: I don't know that Major League Baseball from a national standpoint. I am not talking about regional broadcast because that's they're doing great regional broadcast. The the, sure. the 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 guy who lives in New York who loves the Mets watches every night on. Valley sports or whatever.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Please don't correct me, everybody. I I don't know what the, what the New York market is, but
2: the Braves are on Valley sports. I mean, you say Atlanta and they work.
3: So they, yeah, but I don't know that outside of Yankees, maybe Cardinals, maybe Cubs, Dodgers, there's a few, few, a few franchises. I, and, and even those, I just don't know that people are dialed into major league baseball anymore. Chase and, the college game is um, you know, Omaha's fun. Omaha TV is fun. I know I know people would rather watch the 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 games if you're a true college fan, you'd rather watch the games on campuses. But if you aren't a big fan of one of the teams or just in general, the whole idea of Omaha is fun and the different fan bases and stuff uh, all being there at the same time. And so I'm, I'm not surprised. I, I, and, you know, it shows you, as, like you mentioned, those are two big brands, Oklahoma and Notre Dame, two, two big brands going at each other on a Sunday night.
2: Because the College World Series hit such a home run and ESPN hit such a home run that they had no part of in that they got eight really strong brands. Yeah. This wasn't the College World Series where it's Lafayette and Coastal Carolina and you're mm. doing that. I mean, they sent – they sent eight heavyweights to Omaha from a branding oh, standpoint this year. Yeah, you had the long. Where the guy in Dubuque goes, nope, nope, nope. Look, it's Auburn and Ole Miss and Arkansas, and we're in. Like you, yeah. you can Put a football mentality on it because you go, no, well, no, those are those are good programs. Let's let's watch.
3: I'm actually communicating with the guy in Dubuque now, so I might be able to say this with more uh, with more conviction. Oh, did you message
2: yeah. the our, our guy? Yeah, we we we
3: have okay. communicated uh, on Twitter. Yeah. Um,
2: appreciate Calvin Harris's dad for that assist. he, yeah. he helped hook that up this week.
3: But yeah, no. The, I, I'm pre- assuming here that the guy sitting in Dubuque on Sunday night opens up his pale ale and goes, eh, "Who do we got? Oklahoma, Notre Dame? Ah, what the hell?" <laughs> I mean, kind of what I think. And then it ends up being a fairly entertaining game, and you know, the
2: sure they got. Because some- you wouldn't have that same reaction if it's coastal and Cal Poly.
3: No, that's when he probably gives the White Sox Astros a game of a shot, or he goes,
2: "Hey." Hey, hon, Netflix, we haven't, we haven't finished
3: Ozark yet. What's on Lifetime, babe? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I, I think it speaks more to the trouble that Major League Baseball's in from a national standpoint, but it, it shows you that there's been more tension on college baseball um, in general. I mean, you know, we, we joke around about the Ben Menses of the world, but they've, they've spent a lot of time trying to kind of grow the game and all that stuff, and I think people pay attention to it, and it's a fun game more, more prospects now go play college baseball than they used to. It's become, uh, it's become the, 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 the major league franchises, I think view, uh, I think they view high level college baseball as, as, you know, comparable to high a ball, which is when you're looking at prospects in high a, you're making, you're starting to make real decisions about what their futures are. So it's a lot of that. And then, yeah, Think Omaha got got you know got what it wanted on a, in a number of ways. When you get nothing but heavyweights that come to your place, I mean it's Texas and OU and Texas A and M and Ole Miss and Arkansas and Auburn and Stanford and I don't know who I left yeah. out, but I mean it's it's Notre Dame. I mean it's I mean if you'd offered them, hey, you can have who you want, they would have taken a bunch of those teams. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Fan bases that travel. I mean, like. The only disappointing thing, because you knew Stanford wouldn't bring anybody, but everybody else kind of brought what you expected. All the oh, so all brought more. ESPN
3: would have said, please, can we trade in Stanford and get Tennessee back? That's what we would like. We, can, oh can, we get the, can we have the evil empire in here that everybody wants to beat? Because that's a great story. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for sure. <laughs> By the yeah. way, your, your, your boy Rucker. Uh,
2: he was a little upset, wasn't he? He wanted to point yeah. out that Tennessee had beaten most of these teams during the season.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's not okay. how it works,
2: the crew. <laughs> yeah, and, and there was like,
3: there was no soul on the face of the earth, not one, zero, who, on the last day of the college baseball regular season, said, you know what, I think either Ole Miss or Arkansas is going to play for the title, one or the other for sure. Give me Ole Miss, Arkansas, or the field. Every, every any human would have gone. Give me the field. Are you crazy? But that's not how it works. I mean, you get it's about luck and draws and getting hot and
2: well, I mean, Notre Dame is a good team. They're not a great team. Tennessee completely choked it away. They couldn't handle it. They got popped back and then couldn't fix it. Hey, you saw it yesterday with Notre Dame. They're good.
3: Fine. Link Jarrett did a fantastic job.
2: Yeah. And the, and Florida State's gonna welcome him as the Seminole's new coach here in about ten days. He's, he's
3: gonna open himself a nice bank account somewhere in Tallahassee. Um and good for him. But yeah, to your point, Tennessee should have won. They didn't. I mean, sometimes the path is, is you know, again, you whatever your Achilles heel might be, it comes up and gets you. Like, right? look at the last two years, Tennessee this year. There was a little bit of a rumbling late in the year that they were getting tight. There was a little bit of a rumbling late in the year among people that played against them that. Their edge is feels fabricated, feels forced. Wonder how that's going to play in a elimination game where it's tight. It did not play well.
2: It also speaks to that when you have that mentality and that attitude, and you're on go so much, and you don't handle getting popped back very well. When it gets crunch time, it can yeah. affect you. They had a poor mentality for postseason baseball.
3: A year earlier, you had you had. Arkansas with, the, and the knock on them kind of throughout the year was, boy, they're really leaning on cops. They're really leaning on cops, and it got him. I mean, he did his part, but he 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 just couldn't carry him anymore. And so, it, it's kind of where we started with the whole Achilles heel thing. I mean, you know, everybody's kind of got one, and sometimes more times than not, because again, there's four teams left. The only one's going to win the championship on Sunday or Monday. Three are gonna three are gonna see their seasons end with losses. So whatever the issues are, you you gotta face them at some
2: point. Every team left has some shade of red in their colors. Oh, that's true. Yeah. SEC will have a team in the uh College World Series final for uh the 14th time in the last 15 seasons.
3: Yeah, and Oklahoma, I know they're where they wear a big 12 <laughs> on their sleeve. And I've said I I, you you gotta give me credit here, Chase. I've been saying this for a long time. Oklahoma was the most SEC, non-SEC team that ever lived. And (laughs) I mean
2: (laughs) I'm just telling you, Oklahoma like the kid like switched at birth where you're like, hold on a minute, you're not in the right league. That's not where you should be. That's that's
3: Texas is going to have a transition into the SEC. Oklahoma is not, it is going to be seamless. It is it is going to be the easiest.
2: They're gonna feel like they're finally at the right dinner table. Like, okay, we're it's, we're yeah, we're home.
3: They are going to yeah, they're going to move into a new home, and all of the boxes are already going to be unpacked. I mean, it, it's it's going to be like that. The show with the people in Laurel with uh, when, you, when they move in, just everything is pristine. It's going to be exactly like that for them. It, I'm not saying they're going to go win a bunch of football games. That's not my point. My point is from a fit standpoint. There's never they're not going to be awkward at all. When, when Iowa o-
2: State's not at my dinner table anymore, look yeah. at that. There, there.
3: When Oklahoma goes to Baton Rouge to play, they're going to be like, you know, this just feels right. Yeah, we this is this is where we belong. So,
2: yeah. Since since Oregon State beat North Carolina in the College World Series final in two thousand seven, there's been at least one SEC team in uh, in every one. The one was two thousand sixteen when Coastal beat TCU. It was a crazy, weird College World Series that year. Um, otherwise, there's you- been an SEC team.
3: It also tells you just what a bitch the SEC West is. Just, just a uh, yeah. grinder, man. I mean, you know, just a, just a grinder.
2: It's where – And look, Mike probably has a lifetime contract at this point. But it's where it's so weird to me because it's not anything. A lot of times he did anything wrong. As good as the West is, and as good as Ole Miss plays in the West year over year over year over year. Over year the most astonishing stat is it took him this long to win a road regional. Forget the super regional losses. The fact that they were never just the hot pain in the ass two seed that won a regional is really the strangest part of Mike's resume to uh, to this point. It really is. You know, you meant I mean Oklahoma, they're coming into the league. Texas is obviously very good. They're gonna make some Omaha appearances when they're in the SEC too. There was a there was a column in the Omaha World Herald. I guess the first day I got here, I don't know. Obviously, we were just kind of skimming through the paper and the column was essentially that and it wasn't in a bad way it was just that hey look up in texas and oklahoma and soon you know there's the chances of basically you know there's a lot of people that don't want this to be an all sec college world series every year and just make it where it's a one conference and a league tournament and then his kind of his catch line was it's too late it is and it just is and there's nothing you can do about it at this point that it is going to be an sec college world series annually Oh, there's zero. They down. put more money and more resources and they have better players. And they're just going to – those 16 programs are going to end up in Omaha more than everybody else's.
3: Far more. And, and if you think about it, their, their RPIs are only going to improve because you're adding two – frankly, you're adding two superpowers to the league in, in baseball. I mean, Oklahoma's always good. Texas has been to Omaha like seven hundred and six times or something. I mean, I mean,
2: yeah, Texas was the one program that didn't travel like people thought because, frankly, they're so used to getting here they just didn't come.
3: Yeah, they had a lot they of. They were waiting
2: to see if they'd get in the final four before they showed up. Bingo. They
3: were they were going to come up today or tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. You want to make fun of that? You're like, well, I mean, I kind of understand. I mean, you know. Been
2: thirty-eight times or something. It's,
3: it's not novel for them. They go all the time. Um, and Oklahoma's they're
2: good. Oklahoma's a very good program. They're not an elite program. They're a very good program. And they, yeah. who's only going to get better playing in no. the SEC?
3: Who now has a chance to become elite? Well, I
2: mean, yeah. I mean.
3: By the way, I get this question in my mailbag, and I haven't finished it, so you're going to help me answer it real quick. What's the latest on the whole scholarship thing with baseball?
2: I haven't heard anything new. I'll, I'll check today. I've obviously got a ton of time around all the national guys. I mean, it 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 is certainly trending in that direction. I just don't know that i buy the timetable that everybody else is buying. People are talking about potentially really, really soon, as in 60, 90 days of change. And maybe that's true. Maybe I'm just not in the loop on that. But I feel like we're probably within a year. But I don't think we're – I think this is one of those deals that comes up in January at the coaches' convention and then starts moving into next spring, personally, I I just yeah. can't see – as big of a change as this is and as many tentacles as it affects from Title IX all the way down the list, I just have a hard time buying that this is some immediate change that just goes on the books. I think this is one of those that we go through a convention and a destin and the whole deal prior to maybe something next summer, is my opinion. Because
3: it's June 22nd. I mean, if you were going to yeah, push I just, that through, you'd, you'd have to be doing it like in the next eight or nine days. I right? mean, Chris
2: Limonis said on Richard's show – I don't know. A month and a half ago, that he thought there would be some sort of announcement in ninety to one hundred and twenty days. I think was the time frame he gave. Maybe it was different. I, I forget. But somewhere in that, in that same point. But no, I've not heard anything else. But I mean, like I said, I'm surrounded by plenty of people who might have some ideas. So I will ask them uh, today when I get to the uh, get to the park. So podcast brought to you in part by N E Spark. Two packages: the Ignite, the one hundred Mbps, or the Blaze. The one gig that powers the Clarkport Studio. I've got it at home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's anyspark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service available. Pro controls. Network security if you would like that extra step. So get the best internet in Lafayette County. Again, that's anyspark.com or 662-238-3159. We're also brought to you by The Rogue. It's your
3: destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. Just the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more, 4450, I-55 North, and Jackson, or therogue.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile, 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by Bell & Grove, based out of Chattanooga. They um, are a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. Bell & Grove specializes in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. They can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. They can help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. And you know, whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, Bell & Grove can accommodate you. They also provide both air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. Call Daryl Oliver, 865 672 And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm, 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings from from beginner lessons with trainer Susan Walt to buying your first horse and competing at nationally recognized competitions. They've got uh, Bowers Cone also, who uh, is one of the leading uh, equestrian instructors in the country all of that at southern traditions farm you can learn more on facebook or instagram at southern traditions farm
2: pretty neat uh a little bit of a neat story uh, on the spn today they are profiling the volunteer assistant at oklahoma who's uh he was the yankees first base coach last year and he switched to become a volunteer assistant at oklahoma if they were able to watch his kid play baseball and oh play that's high school. cool yeah
3: That's like every time Tim Hudson walks out to the mound, I'm like, this dude's doing this for free. He's just having fun.
2: He just wanted to be around baseball, just hanging out. I mean, whatever. Yeah. It is interesting. I mean, Butch's staff is Gabe Gross and Tim Hudson.
3: Yeah, the Gabe Gross part makes me feel really old, Chase. It's (laughs) It's (laughs) – I got to tell you uh (laughs) – Every time they show Gabe Gross, I'm like, I I, I kind of turn away. I just, I, I can't watch. I mean, I, I, I covered Gabe as a freshman
2: quarterback at Auburn. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I get it. I covered a lot of Gabe Gross games, football and baseball as an Auburn beat writer. And now he's, what's he in his forties? Yeah. Just, it's. Not good.
2: You forget that they're – I mean, we don't forget their kids, but yesterday Ole Miss went to the zoo on its off day, and Dylan Delicia was so excited to see a giraffe. He had never seen a giraffe before in his life. So yesterday he was, he was all pumped to see the giraffe. They were, they were walking around looking for, the, uh, looking for the animals because they had plenty of all time. They practiced maybe for 45 minutes at Creighton yesterday morning. That felt like the most obligatory practice in the history of mankind to just mm-hmm. get out there and stretch for a minute before getting on with their day. Yeah, I'm um,
3: surprised they even took took baseball <laughs> for practice. It's like, ah, well, we're on a field. That's good enough.
2: Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, there was no heart in it at all. Like just nothing. I mean, they was. They were just kind of throwing the ball around and hanging out and, and whatever. I mean, honestly, I almost wondered in some ways if they just did it for a media, for the media to come get some stuff. It was just kind of like, okay, fine. What's
3: probably probably.
2: I mean, we were out there with them longer than I think they were out there without us. So yeah, it was, and then he went to the zoo and gave him some time off last night, just hang out, family, friends, or whatever. I saw, I saw a couple players at dinner. They were at the same place that, that we were. So yeah, they were just kind of milling about. They're 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 staying down in the old market area, so it's easy to walk to all the restaurants and the bars down here and make there's it
3: no, easy. to get There's back no point to getting them. tight. You're not going to, you, you know, the, it, the the hay is in the barn at this point. You're, you're either going to get there, or you're not. It's not going to be because you didn't prepare properly. I mean, <laughs> it's, you're in the final four. You're, you're playing good teams. I mean, again, you know. It,
2: it's the equivalent of the guy who is on the driving range who's just like your weekend warrior golfer like me or somebody and he's like just grinding away and it's like dude your tee time's in eight minutes if it ain't fixed it ain't getting fixed in the next eight minutes like it's it's done okay you're, you're not gonna get
3: any better right now champ I mean and if you have a, if you have a good shot the first thought that comes to your mind is I probably should have saved that for the second tee
2: exactly yeah, yeah yeah it's like oh god oh god oh god oh god so ah, look I mean I think Nebraska Nebraska Arkansas uh I, I, don't, I wonder if it's set up through the schools or through the College World Series. Arkansas has been practicing at Omaha, like the Nebraska-Omaha, all week. And then Ole Miss has been to Creighton. I don't know how they separate where they go or what they do or anything else. Not that it freaking matters in any stretch yeah. of the imagination. But I just didn't know. Because I, I know it was Missouri that played Nebraska-Omaha in a series earlier this year. Actually, I thought Arkansas maybe did, but I think it was I think it was Missouri who, uh, who did that. So, anyway, I don't, I don't know. I don't guess I've missed anything in like the NFL world or anything, right? we got Game 4 of the NHL Finals tonight. The Lightning did come back and win Game 3, so they're down yeah. 2-1 in Tampa for, I think uh, biggest, for that one today.
3: The biggest NFL story is still this Deshaun Watson thing, like what's going to happen? What's the suspension going to be? Baker Mayfield sitting there going, you know, I could really be petty right now. Um, yeah. Probably should be petty right now. I think that's about it. The NFL, um, yeah, you mentioned the Stanley Cup Finals, Tampa Bay
2: tomorrow night.
3: The NBA drafts tomorrow night. A lot of rumors about what might happen at at one. Uh, some of the betting lines on who's going to go number one have changed to make you wonder if someone knows something. But I think most people think that the draft starts at number four with Sacramento, and things get interesting from there because they are easily the most unpredictable NBA franchise They could do anything at four from use the pick to trade the pick. There's no telling, but yeah, I mean, I, I frankly think a lot of the eyes of the sports world are on, on Omaha. It's, I think people are waiting for it to get dramatic.
2: It's one where I, uh, it's not today's topic. It's not tomorrow's topic, but when we need some filler here in the next week or so, whenever that time comes, ESPN has an interesting story on the best college football teams over the next three seasons they're projecting out and trying to put a top 25 team uh, poll together for the next three years. I find some of the spots interesting in that. So we can uh, – see Bar-
3: Barrett put out his predictions. Barrett's – and and Barrett's not afraid to to be bold with his predictions. He has Ole Miss at ten and two. He has Ole Miss losing to Alabama and losing at Arkansas. He has them winning ten games. Has them beating you Auburn, a And M, LSU, Kentucky. I
2: think a lot of Ole Miss fans will be signing in blood right now. You can get yeah. Button. Just 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 I mean, stick it and, and I can and, tell you. If you Hold on a minute! Like, Sugar Bowl, College World Series, Final Four, and ten and two. Oh, yeah. done. Like, if
3: you offered Lane Kiffin right now, hey, ten and two, you're going to lose to Alabama. You're going to lose at Arkansas. He'd go, where, "Where's the pen?
2: Yeah.
3: Where should <laughs> hand hand me the pen? Because yeah, I'll boy,
2: be a, I'll be a little pissed in Fayetteville, but it'll be all right. I'll we'll
3: yeah, get over it. Yeah, because so I'm gonna I'm gonna beat a And M. I'm gonna beat a And M. I'm 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 going to beat Mississippi State. Five days later, yes, I, it's fine. Yeah, hold
2: Sign on. I, yeah, I get a 12 day period where I get to beat Mike and Jumbo. Oh God, yeah. Twitter fingers here. We, oh, yeah. oh 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 God. Here yeah, we that's go. where that's where he would go. You know, a lot
3: of people lose in the cold weather in Fayetteville.
2: They do. It's, 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 we don't like
3: the cold, and you know, Alabama. I mean, Saban. I mean, he. he I told you, he's the greatest ever, and he's going to. Yeah, he he'd take that ten and two. Ten and two would be a phenomenal. That w- that would be a program changing accomplishment because that would
2: it opens doors to go back to back like that. You 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 hold serve and consolidate and it's yeah that's a whole yeah. different deal.
3: Yeah that that he had he had at Alabama going undefeated. I think he had Georgia going undefeated. Um had a handful of teams at 8 and 4. I thought what was interesting is he had Texas A&M going 4 and 4 in the league. And if that's the case, Woo. we're going to be going to be a little be a little vitriolic.
2: So you have the Aggies and the Razorbacks winning baseball games for today.
3: My gut tells me that we have two games tomorrow and the two teams in the winners bracket win tomorrow. That I don't and, and that is nothing but a gut feeling. My gut's been pretty good on this. I thought, I thought that Ole Miss would, would uh would beat Arkansas the other night because I thought there was a pitching advantage that was that was distinct, and it was. And then I, and I I thought Arkansas would beat Auburn last night. I just I just thought, I just thought Arkansas had too much lineup for what Auburn had left, and and that turned out to be right. And so for some reason, I just think Arkansas. I think because I I just think Ole Miss's path has just been so simple so far that it it doesn't feel right, and it feels like you you, you got to have some adversity and a loss tonight would be adversity. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and look, you know, credit almost hate saying this because I'm two or three of of the people that that listen to us will will, will get upset at this, but it Arkansas feels like one of those programs much like. Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Ole Miss, the kind of programs that not just kind of roll over and, and, and and get yeah. trampled on their way out yeah. of the college. World yeah. If
2: they can help it, they're not going to be your coronation today.
3: Yeah. I mean that, uh, well, and if, if they are, you're going to earn it. I mean, that you know, it yeah. kind of feels like that. I mean, I, I feel like that's It does right. at
2: least. It, it 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 feels like if Ole Miss wins tonight, it's that game where it's four four in the eighth, and they have yeah. to scrap a run, and then yeah. Arkansas gets one on in the ninth, and they get a pop up. You know what I mean? And you're like, yeah. oh god. Uh,
3: like like Arkansas. you know we said earlier. I mean, you can say what you want about their fans and stuff, and their fans can be pretty pretty rough, no question. But that program's won forty five games for five years in a row. That's a do the math on that. That is a bunch of wins. They know how to win and they win a lot. They haven't won the ultimate prize, but they've been damn close, about as close as you can get without winning it in and, and 19. Yeah. And they were really good last year. And 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 this, they've played really well down the stretch. And they've got a bunch of guys that have played a lot of college baseball. And they're, you know, like he made a lineup change last night. He moved Slavens to the eight hole and moved Stovall up to number two because Stovall had been hitting so well and had, uh, Five hits last night, first Arkansas player in the history of the program to get five hits in an Omaha game. Um, I just I think it's going to be a hell of a game I, I really do It's two two remarkably consistent programs that have been run by two remarkably consistent coaches over a long period of time.
2: I expect Ole Miss to stick with Harris and Wood in the lineup today and then put McCants in late as a defensive replacement. So, um, that's my guess. Even if they go righty or – Yeah, it just feels like Wood has had so many good at-bats, and he's a switch hitter. Um, It just feels like the move there. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, I, I think so. So. Uh okay well, we'll uh get into tonight coverage at Rebel Grove again uh content wise plus you no know, have the hand raised guys post game show following Ole Miss and Arkansas that game starts at 6:09 p.m. today those have been the first pitch times throughout the uh throughout the tournament and then uh, that will serve as tomorrow's podcast obviously there could be a game tomorrow night and if there's not that means Ole Miss is playing in the national title game. Our series starting Saturday night. Sunday is an afternoon game. It's a two o'clock start, I think. One o'clock, two o'clock start. And then I think Monday night for a potential game three, should that be the uh the case, everybody's off on Friday. So hope all of you guys have a uh a wonderful day and we'll talk to you again See.
1: Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network.